Taryn. Yes, Andy. What's the best thing you ever chainsaw? Hello and welcome back to Best Thing I Ever Chainsaw, where we nibble and notch on a cinematic booze-bouche from the horror genre. I'm Andy Schmidt. I'm a sick Taryn Peterson. <laughs> but I'm here. You're here and, and we're back. Yeah, it's been a minute. A dinosaur story. Did you ever see that? Was it the movie with like the orange Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yeah. Yeah, I I remember it. How many, how many people do you think have now turned this off? Because there's been enough time to realize that it's not actually we're back a dinosaur story. <laughs> as many people as we typically get listed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I'm looking at that movie. It's been uh, like full. It's been a full six months since you and I did it alone. I guess we did the the Friday the Thirteenth with Rachel. But yeah, it was early October when we recorded Hellraiser that hasn't even been published yet. That's fine. And now (laughs) it's six months later. But it's kind of they're very uh, they're very like complimentary because I sat. Uh, it was, it was like, it was like a perfect, uh, it was like, it was a platonic fall Saturday. It was like cloudy and raining. The sun was out. I remember being, cause I, this is is three studios in a row of three different studios in a row for me, Taryn. Oh, Um, (laughs) and this is like, I don't know, maybe it's not a perfect uh, spring day, but the sun is out. I got all the windows open here. Yeah, it's supposed to be very it's nice out today. Supposed to break. I was gonna say break fifty, but now I'm thinking to go sixty. <laughs> um, I think yeah, I think the, the 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 heat particles are gonna go sixty with the other heat particles to break sixty. And I'll I'll try and capture a video of it. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, it's nice out. <laughs> That's all. How are you doing? It's been a long time. I know. I mean, I'm all right. I'm happy to have watched a movie again. I feel like I haven't watched a decent, well, this wasn't a decent movie, but I haven't watched a movie in a while. No, that's a lie. A few weeks ago, I did watch Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my God. I know. Why? Are you getting ready for this for the for two? No, Kevin wanted to watch it. Um so we watched it and I uh fell asleep. You guys didn't watch Joker again? No. Also, I didn't know that what's is his name Ian Schwartz? No, um Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. It's, yeah, it's um, the, it's I Ian. yeah, I didn't know that he was Sonic the Hedgehog. It's that real Jewish name, Ian. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Three letters. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you still remember what Robert De Niro's brains look like? You were like, I need to watch Joker again. <laughs> yes, that's still in my mind. 
See, I'm the opposite. I've, uh, I can't remember. I can't, I can never remember what his brains look like. No, I, uh, <laughs> I've watched like 30 movies in the last, or since we, well, yeah, that's kind of typical. All right. Yeah. Cause this is the first, uh, his first recording post, uh, the birth of my son host of uh, best swing I ever seesaw. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Taryn, that's someone make... else's son. <laughs> someone else's son. <sighs> so that's maybe Teddy's real name. <laughs> yeah, no, Simon's great. You might hear him from time to time. Um, but no, everybody needed their own, their own show. So his mother's got best thing I ever saw. His father's got best thing I ever changed. So I almost forgot what it was. <laughs> and now he's got, yeah, he does, uh, he unboxes playgrounds. Entire playgrounds. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Like, being, okay. like not knowing what unboxing is. That's what an unboxing is, right? Sure. <laughs> Simon shows up to a playground and says you are unboxed <laughs> and then that is it get on the ground you're unboxed <laughs> oh man <laughs> he has a that i was wondering what his control booth was for <laughs> he's got a fisher price he has a fisher price control booth mm where he because it's like I get I, I it's obvious but I'm extending this to being that <laughs> best swing I ever seesaw is a is, is, is a prank is a prank show hmm. starring baby Simon where he spies on people on playgrounds until he surprise unboxes them <laughs> <laughs> he's coming for the Paul brothers I see and speaking of going 60 isn't that what happened recently with one of them? One of them. Who's which one's the boxer? They both do it. Oh, really? But are you talking about the Pokemon card thing? What? They're like Hitmon, one of them. Hitmon, Hitmon Chan. I don't know. One of them showed up to a boxing match with like some. We are not a news service. It's <laughs> real bad. Um, like some sort of Pokemon. I don't know. Kevin was telling me about it. Maybe I wasn't paying much attention because it had to do with the Paul brothers and Pokemon. But Wait, this, uh, is just, this is just a scene that happens in Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, they show up there too. Instead of Jim Carrey. But, no, but I, so I was, I was kind of joking, but Hitmon, it was, was it a Hitmonchan thing. Hitmonchan is the boxing Pokemon. She wears a tennis skirt and has boxing gloves. It has like a Lisa Simpson head. What? Are we both Googling it? I'll race you. No, I'm looking up something else. Is it completely unrelated to this? Stuff? No. <laughs> yeah, he wore a $5 million Pokemon card. Oh, that's a, yeah. Because a baseball player... A baseball player did that with a magic card in the last year. Oh. To like a charity baseball game. He wore a, maybe even a Black Black Lotus is the most expensive magic card in existence. And he wore a graded one 
around his neck. Cool. Wait, what was the card, though? You might have said, what was the card? Oh, hold on. Let me open it back up. I mean, thematically, oh. it should have been a Hitmonchan. Illustrator Pikachu? Oh. I don't know. We were talking about things that I have the least amount of interest in, and I know I brought it up. <laughs> like, I'm just like <laughs> wrestling, Logan Paul, Pokemon, <laughs> like, trifecta of things I could physically not care less about. Well, I was going to because one of you, you, you've since said that both of them box, but. I guess formerly thinking that only one of them boxed a, uh, a mutual friend of ours who will come up later. Because <laughs> um, I think it's since my paternity leave that this event happened, he was sending me a bunch of unsolicited text messages about his, per the whichever Logan or whichever Paul it is who like beat someone in some feature match. And it was impressive. I don't know cool yeah oh very cool <laughs> if you didn't leave the podcast after you found out it wasn't about we're back <laughs> <Dinosaur Yeah. story. laughs> you have now <laughs> oh but no yeah paranormal activity yeah i think it's funny this is this also because i'm in the as as the recording of this i am in the process of editing despite the fact it's it's five months old, the process of editing the last episode. And we're kind of, <laughs> we haven't, uh, I guess, uh, gotten the habit out of us because there, there's a part in this phase of the last episode wherein we like argue about when we're going to say the name of the movie we're doing and like whether or not that's a thing we do routinely and how we should do it. <laughs> But anyways, Paranormal Activity. A movie I thought that I had seen before. Okay, I've been thinking about this what? too. I what thought you had seen it too mm -hmm. because I recall the conversation and yeah, and your texts, your pre-productional texts intimated that you hadn't seen it before. Yeah. So one, of, one of my questions was going to be, why did you lie to me? <laughs> I, I could have sworn that I saw this movie before, but... I, unless I just blocked it out of my memory because I disliked it so much. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you seen any of the other ones? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's maybe, cool. Because I haven't either. I saw, this is going to be fun. Maybe I saw another one. Because this came out when I was in college. So, I, yeah, I don't think I've seen any of them now. I don't know. Yeah, so me, me neither. And okay, that's good because I, I remembering that conversation we had um, when we were talking about doing all of the paranormal activity movies. I I really was fixated on the fact that you are. I, I seem to remember that you had seen a lot of them or some of them, and this will be especially all the more fun that we, neither of us have seen any of them. Mm. This is very much a movie that. I would have wanted to see and I did want to watch it um ladies so and I'm kind of surprised John. That I, I, what oh, I said ladies and gentlemen genre John 
I suppose we can just kind of transition into that, huh? We'll keep I mean, going, I kind keep of going, Terry. said everything. Well, no, I mean, it came out when I was in college. I, the, I do remember at least wanting to see it because it very much has like Blair Witch vibes. Um, and yeah, watching it again, if I if it was again, I don't know. I'm just kind of surprised that I don't remember seeing it, even though. I don't know. It, it just feels like, oh yeah, paranormal activity. I saw that way back when, but I guess not. Um, so, and in college, I definitely wasn't really like going to the movie theater to see yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I mean, the only other way I could have watched it maybe was if I pirated it, but I don't think I did that. Shout I out did a few movies in college. I remember I did. That's how I saw. That's the only time I've ever seen The Hangover. Mm. Also Transformers 2. I think that was all. Yeah, because this was a huge year. 2009 was a really, really, really big, well, movie year, to repeat what I had said before. <laughs> At least, I guess it's subjective a little bit. But I, yeah, it's I, I've talked about this a lot with Rachel. Um when we recorded that I think never published we're about to get married movie podcast I talked a lot about uh 2009 because I guess yeah we you've never heard that right it's actually not bad I'll play it for you sometime <laughs> I don't think we'd ever made it ever left the cutting room floor uh we we did a top 10 because we, we just so she and I got married at the end of 2019 so the end of a decade and we did uh i guess it was just a single episode on um our top 10 movies of the decade so we spent like the first half of 2019 watching like 50 movies and i gassed myself up to like before it was kind of like this right like we we spent like two hours before we even like got into the top tens and i had a whole uh segment with multiple wardrobe changes on the on, on the cruelty that you know by just one year the lists wouldn't like the whole project didn't include 2009 because obviously it was 2010 to 2019 and we talked all about um the movies of 2009 Huh. Yeah. Yeah, because what were we? You were because you had said you didn't go to the movies a lot. Yeah, because college and didn't have money, didn't have time. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm just. I think that's really the main reason why I never saw it. Because this is after watching it. One of my notes is like, I really wish I would have seen this in a theater. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah just because it is one of the few movies that is so Blair Witch-esque and I was too young to see Blair Witch in the theater nobody would have taken me and (laughs) um so this what how many years later is this 10 yeah 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 um and I mean maybe there were other movies in between that were filmed similarly but i don't think any on this massive of a scale yeah this is really and i'm not i contemporary this is another reason why i wanted to do this series so much is that i 
not really that i haven't been really exposed that much to contemporary uh horror franchises or horror, horror movies but I, I so admitting that i know next to nothing about them this seems like the first found footage horror movie or like the first yeah. um you know culturally significant one i guess because this is this is several years when was clover and that's not really like a horror movie but cloverfield in my memory is like the first found footage the first like commercial found footage movie um this is also the the year the timing's kind of weird on this one because it was obviously well, was all year. the when was it that was a year prior it was 2008 which in some ways is probably after it because this was made around 06 07 and it oh, okay. quote unquote premiered in 07 but they had a lot of difficulty uh, trying to sell it so it wasn't a, by the time it was acquired by I guess like DreamWorks or Paramount because DreamWorks is Spielberg right there's like there's a spiel there's a behind the scenes Spielberg story where Spielberg had a lot of control over it because it was his studio which I guess must mean it must have been DreamWorks but it's also a Paramount property uh, I, I guess regardless it, it didn't you know it didn't have a wide normal release until the fall of 09 despite it being two to three years old oh, okay by then so i guess in some ways cloverfield's probably coming after it so it's a long way of saying this is one of the first commercial culturally significant found footage movies i don't think i've seen many it's not really my thing per se i find it kind of grating <laughs> to be honest all right i get blair witch's found footage but doesn't really yeah. it doesn't feel like found footage in the way that this is found footage yeah they're two very i don't know how to describe it how to differentiate but they are two very different <laughs> movies um yeah in terms of their found footage-ness um uh, also i just love the blair witch project so very much but um maybe the acting is just better in that movie <laughs> I, I don't know yeah there's for, yeah for one yes but there yeah there's like because i've been thinking about this obviously because they're you know they're very they're structurally mm. similar there's such a authentic dread in the performances in Blair Witch Project that is so frightening mm -hmm. that really doesn't exist in paranormal activity. I mean, one of my big takeaways is that it's their, their reaction is so delayed and unbelievable that I, I, I guess from a productional standpoint, it makes sense because you need you need a reason for them to not have a reason to leave mm -hmm. to kind of keep the, like the production tight and always in the house. Yeah. But it just takes away a lot of the authentic, like this, like what would otherwise be very scary sort of earthbound authenticity from my perspective to it, because it's like, how, how are you, what? I, I guess it's, it's the old cliche. It's like, get out, get, get out of the house. How are you not like running as right. far away from the house as you can? Um, and just other reactions too. It's uh, I just like, how are they going back to bed each night and not completely terrified, right? I don't, it just right. it doesn't feel, whereas with Blair Witch, it's, that's some of the scariest stuff in it. It's like how, 
discomforting mm-hmm. like their dynamic becomes as it deteriorates and just how um yeah you can just like the existential dread in in their performances is so it just feels so genuine right which maybe just like you said just gets back to the to the acting involved and it's well, just also, so easy to hate the the yeah. male in the movie well we'll get to that um but also you, you mentioned the structure of it it's so repetitive yeah and that kind of from a i how do I want to say this? So I, I, I was happy for this. Like I was, so I, so another reason I wanted to do this series was um, our, so who, who did the, or I guess you keep saying it's both of them, but, but our, our mutual friend, Ryan, who is really excited about the success of one of the Paul brothers <laughs> uh, is, is another horror movie enthusiast. And he has a standing uh, movie date with his cousin like every week. And they'll just see whatever the current release is. And it'll often be, um, you know, a horror movie that's out. And his cousin, mm-hmm. I think, too, is even, you know, far more um, versed in con- contemporary horror. And he says that the Paranormal Activity movies are this, the scariest movies of, of all time. Obviously, okay. it's subjective. I don't know if he was including this one. Um I'm guessing he he wasn't, but but ha- having knowing almost nothing about these other than that fact that they're found footage, I was a little scared having someone tell me that these yeah. are the scariest movies of all time. So I watched, I watched it with uh, captions on, which I've just been doing mm-hmm. always because of um, just with when I feed Simon it's just easier to have captions on. So yeah. I've, I've really like grown to demand captions now. Um, I think that it, is the way to watch this movie though. Well, especially if you want to not be, and ultimately, right, it's, it's not the scariest movie, but having the captions on really took any, because the captions sort of give away the repetition of it. Yeah. Because you, you could all, you know, it always said. Um, oh, humming sound. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which just became code for nothing's going to happen, right? Um, but I do, yeah. I do remember getting back to the genre jaunt. Um, I do remember these movies, or especially this one, being hyped up as like scarier than your typical horror movie, right? And well, this was a big, I think, um, like hidden camera in theater for the like right. for the commercials movie. Like there, that's that's the one thing I remember. Like, am, am mm-hmm. I making that up? Right? No, remember I remember that? that. Yeah. Which, to their credit, they claim that when they would screen, when they would test this, that about halfway through, um, pretty commonly, people would get up and leave, and they thought that it was because it was so dull <laughs> and bad. That they were getting up and leaving, but if if you were you know to take at face value the the written feedback that they get for like the like the exit tickets mm-hmm. from from the audience, it was because they were so uncomfortable and like, I guess scared mm-hmm. that that's why they left. Which I you know you were saying you wish you had seen this in a theater with people, right? Like I because don't know, they like want to see their reaction. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, 
I, I, it's not the scariest movie I've ever seen, but it's probably the scariest movie we've watched for this show, which really isn't saying anything, right? We don't, we watch pretty right. safe movies, but I don't know. It's kind of stuck to my ribs a little bit. Well, I was, because <laughs> in my mind, I have this idea that the paranormal activity movies are some of the, like one of the scariest franchises of modern horror movies. I was like, Andy really wants to watch all of these. <laughs> like, he's like taking a big more here. <laughs> well, I'm, and I'm sure they get scarier, you know, as the years progress and technology progresses and whatnot. But well, that's what I'm afraid of. No pun intended. I have a feeling they're going to get scarier, but they're also going to be very much increasingly inflated with with cgi yeah yeah and i i'm a little well so so so, just yeah two things about the about the future of this i i peaked a little bit at um uh like the itunes blurbs of the once i finished it you know it takes you back to the yeah um, like the home screen with with related movies and things like that so I, i clicked around on two maybe like most of the sequels but especially two and three because three is a prequel oh yeah three is when or three three focuses on katie as a girl okay in the original house with her sister and obviously you're pulling the most exciting quote that anyone has printed about your movie but the itunes blurb refers to part three as heart exploding and uh it refers to the final 15 minutes of part three as being something like quote like you'll never be the same again after you see the final 15 minutes of 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 part so we'll see um and there's similar similar ways of describing part two um but i also so there and I wish I hadn't done this, but I, I didn't quite know at the time because I'm, as I've said, kind of excited to continue to watch these with you. Com- you know, more or less a clean slate. But yeah. with this being a Paramount property and the newest one being exclusively on Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus also commissioned a, a documentary, and I thought it was a documentary just on the first one. So I watched the trailer, but it's a, it's a, it documents all of the movies leading up to the new one. So it had like a super cut of what are probably key scenes from the sequels, which seem very kind of ludicrously CGI um, laden, which takes a lot out of it for me. I think, you know, this, it seems like I liked it a little more than you did, which is which is fine. I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever, but I I, I liked it more than I disliked it. I think it's a million dollar idea. Some things, some choices, I certainly never would have made. But it's 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 like the C, even like the CGI at the end just makes it so less scary than it could have been. Yeah. Um... Because I was kind of going into it thinking like, oh, this is a series. It's probably going to actually scare me. Um, probably going to make your heart explode. Possibly. 
Um, <laughs> if it's advertised as such. Um, and then, yeah, watching this first one, I'm like, I, I know it's, you know, 13 years later, 15 years later, whatever. But I was like, that was not at all scary. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll get into that more, but those low humming noises didn't do it for you. <laughs> uh, or the low grumbling. <laughs> um have we have we addressed your genre jaunt? I was weaving it in. Yeah, I think that most of what I wanted to cover, yeah, I've ne- never seen it. Remember all the audience reaction commercials. Um, really wanted to do something that's contemporary, something that's a series. Mm-hmm. And we certainly haven't done it yet, but I like using this space from time to time as a way to motivate me to watch something I would have otherwise said, oh, I'll never watch that. Mostly yeah. because I, I think it'd be too scary. And after I heard our friend say that, I thought, yeah, it's sort of all of those things lined up. Um, yeah, I think that's really it. Taryn, let's do the time warp. Well, I was just going to ask you. <laughs> ask me what? If we were going to do the time warp. <laughs> uh, I got to open my notes for the first time. Since six days ago? Well, since like six minutes ago. <laughs> I'm just commenting that the last edit was made six days ago. Oh, but I always, I make my, I, I make a copy. Oh, that's right. You, you make a copy. See, so you can see my answers to the, Your answers. <laughs> the questions at the end. All right. So Paranormal Activity opened Friday, September 25th, 2009. And this is exciting because for once, not for once, I guess we were alive for Candyman, but one couldn't really ask the question, what were you doing in (laughs) October or September of 1992? Um, Do you know what you were doing approximately late September? Doing what toddlers do, Uh, I guess. No, late September 2009. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now i want to know what what would that what would that be like were you in like a ball pit <laughs> right. uh 2009 that would be my what did Late i start calling september 2009 the beginning of my junior year in college yeah i got kicked out of a Chuck E. cheese um let's see i was probably living in my little studio apartment in downtown working at the downtown macy's that no longer exists (laughs) living my my best college student life i loved that little studio what's the fancy macy's room again the oval room ah the oval room yeah you ever go there <laughs> well yeah i had to work in there a couple of times what was it like so boring what are the so what do they sell in there that's where all the like higher end designer stuff is like the people who actually work in there make commission off of things instead of being paid hourly um but like somebody always had to be over there so if somebody you know didn't make it in and there wasn't somebody else who typically worked in the oval room 
working there, somebody else on that floor would have to cover. And like, it was designer stuff in downtown Minneapolis. Very few people came in, just like willy nilly. So I would just stand around and, or I would like walk around and look at all the beautiful clothing that I could never afford. So did you get commission when you happened to be stationed there? No, no, no. never sold anything. <laughs> what? Don't sell yourself short, Taryn. You could have sold in oh. the old room. No, no, no. I didn't try. <laughs> it's just because I didn't work on commission. I didn't care. Hey, hey do you guys like pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've never worked in retail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this was after I came back from studying abroad, which will become important later on in the time warp. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, cool. Now I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is my senior year. You, I guess uh, you're a junior, I'm guessing, right? Yeah think it held back no i'm just a year younger than you (laughs) yeah this is the start i guess there i guess the maybe the end of the start of my senior year of college uh which will come up again later in the time (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh i was thinking a little bit about this i was so it was the week before the start of classes and it's just to show big of a dork I was I, I was walking Perfect. back to the house I lived in with my roommate who was a junior um and a little more I guess vivacious than I am <laughs> I, you know 99% of the time and he was you know beaming and excited about the 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 start of the school year and you know he asked me he was like, all right, you know, like senior year, like what's like your, like, what do you want to do more than anything else? And I just said, get a job, <laughs> which I didn't. So I went back to school. <laughs> so don't be like me, kids. I know you're still here thinking, when are they going to talk about we're back a dinosaur story? <laughs> Yeah, I'll never forget that. I could tell, like, I could tell you the block we were on, the side of the street, and I was like, "Well, I, well, I really want to get a job, Adam." <laughs> Adam's disappointed in you, I'm sure. <laughs> He's got a much better job than I have right now. I can tell <laughs> so he fulfilled your dreams. Yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. <laughs> he made that. Yeah, he made. He swore an oath to me then and there on the sidewalk. <laughs> said, if you don't get a job. Or one that you want, by any stretch of the imagination, I will get one for you. <laughs> um, Taryn, I had a feeling that would happen. We're, we're jumping ahead here? I guess so. Sorry. Taryn, that's going to come up later in the time warp. <laughs> that's what it has to do with my, my studying abroad. <laughs> uh, so history. It's really no, you skipped the headline. Oh, the head. Okay, the headline is very much like history. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. Been six months since I time warped. Uh, headline: Poll finds frustration on war and confusion on health plan. 
So this could be a headline from literally any year. (laughs) I I don't try and tee up jokes ahead of time, but I thought of that one when I put this together a week ago. (laughs) What is this, a 2022 headline? Uh, Or, you know, any year between 2009 and 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or even prior to 2009. Hmm. Ian prior to 2009. Not, not Ben Pryor. Do you think he listens? Oh, that kid! <laughs> yeah. I thought you were making a callback to the me calling Ben Schwartz, Ian no, Schwartz. No, no, We weren't recording then, though, were we? Oh, yes, we were. I anyway. think we were. Yeah, we'll find out soon. We'll find out in six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hmm. <laughs> um, I hope. Do we just dox him? No. Is that what doxing is? No, we just said his name. We unboxed him. Simon's here? (laughs) He does a whole... He's got a whole arc on Ian Pryor. (laughs) (laughs) Can I do the history? (laughs) Yes, I'm waiting for it. Um, Well, you're going to be disappointed. It's pretty boring. Uh, Uh, U.S. President Barack Obama, British Prime Minister Gordon Brown and French President Nicolas Sarkozy in a joint TV appearance for a G20 summit accused Iran of building a secret nuclear enrichment facility. Wow. Yeah. Whatever came of that. Yeah, this was, this, uh, this was like three websites deep, I think. There's usually, I can't remember what it's called, not that it's important, but there's most of the time I can do everything on the time warp from just a single uh, website. Mm-hmm. But I think because this is such a recent year relative to what people expect from a this day in history type uh, briefing, that it was kind of hard to to fill this out in certain points. And I went to, but yeah, by the time I was on a second or third website, this was one thing that wasn't, um, despite the fact it involves a secret nuclear enrichment facility, was like the least depressing one (laughs) (laughs) that came up. Um, so yeah, remember Barry? I do. He was finally back at the White House this week. I saw that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I've never even heard of Gordon Brown. Me either. (laughs) We were reading that out loud. I was like, when? Do you think he listens? (laughs) He's probably got nothing better to do. (laughs) Uh, I had a fudge it on the birthdays. Um, since no one famous anyone famous would be 13 or 12 (laughs) right now um i just went with birthdays so people who have birthdays on this day Mm. um and i think i had learned this before but isn't it funny that michael douglas and Catherine zeta jones have the same birthday i never knew that obviously not the same year no they're because they're so different in age yes um but yeah they're both born or both both birthdays uh september 25th mm. also rachel's birthday well, it's the day after my mom's birthday that's She's how i remember that. rachel's birthday oh. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for your got a feeling story oh yeah <laughs> I mean, it's not that great of a story, but here we are. 
Am I supposed to tell a story? Well, yeah, that number, yeah, number one, number <laughs> hot 100, number one for this week. I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. So one, I hate that song. And I remember, so I was in, I was studying abroad in Italy a month prior to this. So I was there in August of 2009. And this song was playing everywhere. And it was obnoxious. Like we would go to the beach and they would have basically like clubs on the beach. <laughs> we, we wouldn't go to those cause we weren't cool. Um, but we would be on the beach and you could just hear that song playing in the distance. <laughs> and so every time I hear that song, I think of Italy, which is great, but um, I also think of how overplayed it was there and then coming here and continuing to hear it just so overplayed on the radio because that was a time when I was still listening to the radio. <laughs> um, it was just everywhere and I can't stand that song. It's pretty That's awful. It is pretty if bad. you have to have a Black Eyed Peas song, there are worse ones from that, like from that era. True. Was this Elefunk? I think so. Do you Ella think so? I'm I'm Googling it. Okay, I'll race you. I feel like it wasn't. Oh no, I've never heard of this. The end, but E period N. The period Lincoln Park e. song, Taryn. No, that's the album. Oh, okay. That that I got a feeling is on. Yeah. There's also a kids' bop version. <laughs> you haven't heard Labor Day parentheses? It's a holiday. I have not. Be a kids' bop version of that. <laughs> oh, you know what you're thinking of? That's on Ella Funk. Let's get it started. The controversial song. I, know, I was going to. I mean. truly for edifying purposes, going to ask you if the one in question was the one with the R word in it or not. I could not remember. <laughs> it's not, I got a feeling. It's the other one. Because <laughs> instead of started, it used to be the R word. Right. It's like, really? Hey, Google's saying it is only the R word. Yeah, the lyrics have it in there. Right, yeah. I mean, I, don't, it? I think it's just like a Walmart version and not a Walmart version. No, I don't think they retroactively canceled themselves. Maybe they did a time warp. Maybe. What was number one at the box office, Andy? <laughs> Give me a minute. My iPad went to sleep. <laughs> oh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It's a fun I've movie. never seen that. We, so I... Wait, how did this work? I don't think there's been a single number one box office movie that we've identified that I've seen in this series. Because I, am I remembering this correctly? How would they have had, because they, maybe it had a long run or something like that. So I, going back to the job thing. So I was very. <laughs> you I went was, to the with a chance of meatballs to drown your sorrow, your sorrows. <laughs> I'm not going to do a job. <laughs> 
I thought it was going to be like a, you were like researching for, or like somehow that related to like my, my, my field prospects or something. I needed to go see Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. No. So in the summer of the summer before senior year, I volunteered at a, a community center in Madison and it maybe, yeah, it must've been after the fact, but I, so they would do, they would have movie nights. They like community events. Most of their, they didn't have a lot of, I, this is, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great idea, but it seemed like they didn't have a lot of ideas for um, sort of prime time community events on Friday nights. It would always be, they'd have like a big projector in the gymnasium and play okay. a kid's movie. And one of them was uh, Clyde with a chance of meatballs, but it must not have been that summer. I guess I must've continued volunteering there, which now I'm kind of remembering, I guess I did. So maybe this was even, I guess it must've been after the fall of that year, but that's where I saw it. So the, okay. at, at the, at the lock-in at the community center, <laughs> um, where you could have been caught doing uh, toddler things. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> yeah. It all goes back to 2009. So yeah, that, I saw that there. I saw princess and the frog there. Ooh. I think that's when they had recently for a very long time, <laughs> let Aladdin out of the vault. Oh, oh yeah, back when Disney did that. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was really excited to be able to watch Aladdin again. So one of the nights at the one of like the the like the parent movie nights was was Aladdin. That's what I meant to say before. I coincidentally, when we were talking about pirating, the one time I like like it's so like like we shouldn't say it too loud or like publish this because we're talking about pirating movies, but. I, yeah, I just didn't do it a lot in college, but when I did, they were, it was all in two, it was, it was that summer when I was yeah. working there. Cause I did it with the hangover mm -hmm. and Oh God, Wolverine. Or is that the same one? I, the, whatever the, like the Wolverine prequel, I think it's a prequel and it's, it's very bad. So when they introduced Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, like years before he was oh. Deadpool, but it was like a different kind of, take on Deadpool um oh god Transformers 2 did you ever see Transformers 2 <laughs> it is bananas maybe I know I've seen the first Transformers that one's not bad this one is just like wearing pants on your head insane oh goodness um, and I, I mean, they probably all are after that, but this one, this one in particular is, oh yeah. So it was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, was that Pixar or was it something else? No, I think it's, it might be DreamWorks again. Oh, okay. Um, big year for Spielberg, I told you. Mm, that's right. <laughs> I think it's the first, um, uh, or I'm pretty sure it's a, what were they called? Um, uh, uh, Miller, uh, something in Miller. They're the they're the Lego Movie guys, the Lego Batman. Um, they were going to do the Han Solo movie, but they got fired. They're the Spider. They produced. They produced into the Spider Verse. They basically did. I guess cause they didn't direct it, but they. I, I think the time they would have spent doing Han Solo, they were. They did the Sp Spider Man into the Spider Verse movie. Oh, Lord and Miller, Chris Lord and. Oh, okay. Um, something Miller. 
I think it's that's it's their first movie or one of their first movie, movies since they do a lot of animation and they're weather enthusiasts. But um, oh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. It was not DreamWorks. That's Sony, Columbia, and Sony, just like uh, Spider Man. as we record this morbius is taking the country by storm are you being sarcastic <laughs> okay Jeez. ipad keeps going to sleep <laughs> darren that was time warp Woo. uh for the second time ever we have stats again because this is a post-1992 horror movie. So we've got, nice. uh, we've got uh, stats from the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. <laughs> where This is wild. Uh, where Paranormal Activity was nominated for both Best Film and Worst Film. <laughs> Interesting. It won neither of them. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that's it. It's, 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 I, I guess I kind of get it. I wonder how the. I wonder if they're put together the same way. I wonder if they don't um, like fan source worst film. Oh. Or, or unless like their voting board was that split, that if well, they have somewhat democratic procedures to. to make up the categories that they would have sort of equal parts people who think it's the best and people who think it's the worst um but this is, this is another big year for for horror movies too so this lost best and they have such a so best wide release film this loss to drag me to hell and we did drag me to hell for the horror episode right yeah yeah, yeah. i would say this is a better movie than drag me to hell i don't dislike drag me to hell but drag me to hell is i don't know it was okay i and i i don't like either of them and i would say that paranormal activity is better than drag me to hell wow how did drag me to hell hurt you so bad <laughs> this was like a year ago i don't remember yeah. we probably just didn't talk about it much in general on this on the show i i remember just saying that i i did not enjoy it I think it was one of the last ones Rachel and I watched. I remember being pretty fresh um, when we recorded. Yeah, no, it's a little too... I get that's the whole Sam Raimi thing, but it was a little too... The zaniness is lost on me when it doesn't have this, the, the, like, um, like the practical effects, which I think some of the effects in, in there are practical, but like the whole like the goat thing at the end, oh, brother. I just didn't like the fact that the whole thing was kind of based on like a Romani woman's curse. Uh, I was like, okay, that's way played out and kind of offensive (laughs) to say the least. Um, I I don't know. I didn't think it was unique in any capacity. Worst film, the Friday the 13th remake. And you've never seen that, right? God, which one? There's only one. I can look it up. This was it was it's the the same director as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from earlier in that decade. With Jared Padalecki. 
Yeah. He's, I don't know if I want to spoil it for you. Yeah, he's in it. I mean, I'm sure we'll watch it one day. Oh, for sure. It's I really like it. It's really, really solid. Um, it's hard to fathom why. I guess maybe people's expectations for a Friday the 13th movie and a remake were, you know, probably, you know, being 10 years removed from it when I watched it, I was just happy to have another Friday the 13th movie to watch. And well, that it was... What it's a reimagining of the first four, so it's like a remake of them. I I guess it's sort of. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't. Call it, it, it's it's almost like a remake of the first two. Okay. Like all of the influence of it, I might be confusing it a little bit with Freddy versus Jason because there's I think there's like three movies at this point that involve mrs Voorhees and like her getting decapitated at the end but i'm pretty sure this one starts with a two i think there's a prologue yeah it says with pamela Voorhees being killed yeah um, but yeah it seems it seems to take most of its influence from one and two um but, yeah, but nevertheless it's it's not bad it's maybe i'm maybe making it sound better than it is but it's it was quite enjoyable I mean, it's got Jared Padalecki. I will watch that for an hour and a half or however long this movie is. Oh, you know it's going to be 90 minutes, Terrence. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was thinking we should do a remake thing. Either a remake season or a remake um, episode of Best Thing I Ever Saw. Maybe just a remake season. That'd be That'd be fun. I think that sounds cool. Yeah. What do the viewers think? <laughs> yeah. Look, we've heard your feedback. We're doing a remake season. <laughs> I have thought about that. I mean, it would be... I guess listeners. What am I talking about? Anyway, sorry. It, it would it would be a lot of pre-production. And I don't even mean like thought about it in relation to this show, but it's like always like kicking around ideas in my head. I, I Once I yeah. thought like the idea of a podcast where... Because a lot of podcasts, they'll... And this is like one of the, maybe it's such a bad, maybe it's a bad idea. Cause it's one of the things I hate the most about podcast that a podcast can do some podcasts. They'll like recap the former episode or the previous episode in the form of like answering corrections or like answering oh, yeah. questions from the viewers. And I thought it'd be a cool idea or like a clever idea to have a, a podcast where like all of it was fake. Like you had, like you read like fake emails every episode. But I, I then I, th I thought this morning that like, oh, but then you'd have to write the fake emails every week. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, you could kind of get a, like a, you can get enough flow, but and they wouldn't be like, you just, it, it just sort of be sort of like, a, I don't know, like a weekend update sort of thing where it's yeah. like, like, and everyone knows they're fake, but they're kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> um, Allow me to read an email then from a viewer, Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Martyrs? This was the Martyrs year. No, I think those are the only two on the list that I'm even familiar with. Oh, look at oh. you looking at the show notes. I, I even looked at them ahead of time, Andy. Oh. I know. We should take six months off more often. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of Martyrs. I've never, I haven't heard of the other two either. Oh, you never heard of Trick or Treat? 
True. I've n- I've never seen it, but this is you know to to repeat myself for the hundredth time. I just there was another like watershed year for for not only film in general but horror films. It seems so. Trick or Treat is like a massively beloved like cult. Um, uh, I think it's an anthology movie. You know, you can't picture like that little like kid with like the sack on his head. I'm looking. I've never, yeah, like I said, I've never actually seen it, but people rave about it. Oh, I've seen this picture. Yeah. Is Anna Paquin? Huh. I think he has a name. I read a little bit, a little bit about the movie once, thinking I'd watch it, and then I didn't. <laughs> and then Wreck. This is the year Wreck came out. Wreck is another found footage movie. And oh, I think okay. like pretty gnarly. I've obviously never seen it. And then Martyrs is Mar- Martyrs is I think French. It's an international okay. film. Regard- I think Wreck is too. I think Wreck is Spanish. Um where is it from? Let me check for sure. I don't want to get it wrong. Wreck is Spanish, yep. Yeah, I think um, I'm pretty sure Martyrs is French. There might be an American remake of it, but like the, I think this is the original one, and that's um, often on like the most like on like hard to watch, uh, like nauseating mm. movies of the last decade or so. I think it's it's like extremely graphic. It's it's about it's it's like a child abuse revenge movie oh that's like super yikes violent and yeah <laughs> so yeah big year for horror who would have thought it's news to me um hmm. yeah i jotted down some like additional like trivial things i guess this is the first i think at least in first or in terms of like essence it's the first blumhouse movie which is okay. a pretty big deal. You know, we're still living in the the Blumhouse era. And whether the company had like done movies before that, like in terms of like the model of make them cheap, make them <laughs> very like word of mouthy for high returns. Um, I think this is the first one. And then yeah. I, this is one of the, I, there's like, different ways of accounting this and um and whatnot but in like some respects it's like it's like the biggest returns ever for a movie because they only the production cost for the pre-production cost or i guess the pre-post production cost (laughs) was only fifteen thousand dollars they spent a decent amount um afterwards to to ch- and that's where the Spielberg comes in. So Spielberg wanted to change the ending. Ah, I mean, we we we, we can talk about the endings because there's like a bunch. Of, I mean, not a bunch, but there's there's at least like two different endings, whether like in theory or that they actually filmed. Um, so maybe we'll talk about that once we once we cut the fucker open. <laughs> but yeah, depending on on how you do the math, I think it, it's it's like the most. A movie's ever made like relative to its budget or something, huh. like the most since Blair Witch. I mean, Blair, they, for for a number of reasons, 
this is, you know, in conversation a lot with, with Blair Witch. Should we cut this fucker open? Yeah. After, after a pee break? I was going to say, can we take a break? Because <laughs> I, it's a two jar morning. What? Got matcha on a smoothie. Oh, smoothie. I was like, it looks like melted cookies and cream ice cream. Oh, that was part of the reason I was late. I forgot we had ice cream. <laughs> so I took like four stop. I took four breaks <laughs> along the route of making the smoothie to eat some of the ice cream out of the carton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be back. <laughs> Great time. All right, we're back and ready to cut this fucker open. Which version of this did you watch? The one on your iTunes. Okay, yeah. So because <laughs> I think they retrofitted this. I, you know, it's, there's like director's cuts and theatrical cuts yeah. and special editions. You know, this one was Paranormal Activity colon How to Be a Man. <laughs> oh. Is that why it only cost fifteen thousand dollars? <laughs> this was the alpha cut. Oh, crap. No, this was the what's it? This was the sigma cut. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mika. Mika. I'm gonna say Micah so many times, but Mika. I, I even I made like a. Oh God. I think by like 15 years, we missed this, but yeah, we missed, I think we missed the, like, you can add the pronunciation of which, which like, I don't want to sound like a total jackass has its applications in certain circumstances, but <laughs> you can add the pronunciation of your name on Facebook. Oh yeah. But if your name was like Catherine Smith and Catherine Smith has her name pronunciation, <laughs> like, Catherine Smith, did I say that right? <laughs> uh, but no, I made a little like Facebook how to pronounce Mika in my notes. Isn't that the name of the raccoon from Pocahontas? No, it's Miko. Miko. I lied. No. He lied about seeing paranormal activity. He lied about Miko. Can't trust me. I was, that was, yeah, I was, oh man. I was very fixated on that raccoon. <laughs> I think I had a Miko plushie. I wanted like all the Miko stuff. Oh. Or I had like a Miko Happy Meal toy. With a Pandora's box I opened. I like well, the I gotta tell the, I, I don't think I've told that on, what, what were you gonna say? I said I like the hummingbird. And then I realized, oh wait, that's the movie with the pug. I love pugs. And there's a hummingbird in it too, right? Yeah. Where's okay, yeah. And then the the guy who sings mine has the pug. Oh, and yeah. he's like they're like taking a bath together or something. Yeah. It's very <laughs> bizarre. I think I told this on best thing I ever saw. The the seeing Pocahontas at the drive-in. No, oh, maybe it's an fell. episode I didn't listen to. Oh, maybe. But, or maybe I didn't, I don't know. I, so Pocahontas, I went to see Pocahontas uh, 
the weekend it came out, probably a Friday night, uh, my mother took uh, myself and my friend Charlie. A Char- a Char- Charlie famous, uh, best thing I ever chainsaw famous because Charlie is a uh, Holland's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Poland's fucking Charlie. Uh, my mother took Charlie and I to see Pocahontas at the drive. I think it was Pocahontas and Man of the House. Um, and Pocahontas was first. And we would watch from the roof. I don't know if this was normal. But we would We would watch from the roof of our car. Did you ever do that? I've never been to a drive-in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Duluth didn't have one. Muskego used to have, like, in, like, the city limits used to have one oh. for, like, the there first five one. years of my life. There's one somewhere in the burbs around Some here. He's there. Saw What About Bob there. Saw, this might have been post Muskego, but saw Forrest Gump at the drive-in for the first time. Anyways. Ooh. Uh, well, yeah, so Charlie, my mom takes Charlie and I to the drive-in. I, I think we had gotten through Pocahontas already, but we're up on the roof of the car and, um, he was, he was falling asleep or was asleep. And I was really offended by that. Of course you were. <laughs> because, you know, how could you sleep in the face of the majesty of, of like, the driving it's the coolest thing ever and i think i was doing the like lifting his arm up and seeing if it would fall <laughs> down sort of thing and maybe i'm making this up but as i remember it i i think i made it look like by accident he fell off the car but i think i like pushed him (laughs) off and or i thought like how like how much would i have to like apply pressure here or there to make it look like an accident that he fell off the car because he was sleeping i think that's what i did i mean that's that's i i guess i understand that's pretty messed up but man i was so pissed i was so like i just like couldn't believe it that he fell asleep at the drive-in a lot of serial killers are from wisconsin (laughs) I guess next episode we'll have to have Charlie on and he'll have to oh God. <laughs> confirm or deny at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> or he can write us an email. <laughs> and we can read well, it. Let's, let's put it this way. He might be doing a guest spot on the Dan Bongino podcast that week. So <laughs> I don't think we'll be having him on. Chucks. <laughs> uh, anyway. We're on the first line of my notes. Which my was first note was Katie. My first note was that um, I it was giving me Blair Witch vibes, so I was I was digging it. And then that is the last positive note that I have. Oh, no. <laughs> this is one of those things I usually watch. Um, I try and watch them the night before, mm-hmm. so they're fresh. I watch this Saturday morning. I watched this on Wednesday night. Not that anybody wants. I mean, nobody nobody is hearing this. I was going to say, not that anybody wants to hear this, but I have rock eye rock eyebrow. 
oh rock eyebrow okay yeah no, he does a rock eyebrow in the mirror when he's doing his selfie recording mika does one of the first things eyebrow. one of the first things you see is him setting up the camera and filming himself in the mirror and he does yeah. a, he does a, the rock eyebrow oh just like raising one eyebrow okay i got it yeah. i can't do that so <laughs> oh you can't i thought it ended at hanging 10 <laughs> i'm all wonky can't hang I, 10 you can't rock eyebrow no <laughs> i can't i can't, I can't rock I can't sanely rock on both sides. You can see me now. This is my weak side. <laughs> to close my left eye to do it on the other side. And it's like fatiguing. <laughs> it's fatiguing. <laughs> it, it, it is. This was a, uh, a sweet trip down memory lane because it, so the release the the wide release was the start of my senior year of college taryn Ooh. the in plot timeline was the start of my freshman year of college oh Ooh. and that will come up later <laughs> it seriously will it's a it's a decent story all right better than mine <laughs> So you, yeah, you, you've, uh, you've stated for the record that you watched this with captions. So you knew that he says a couple, like he goads her a couple times to kiss the camera. Yeah. What's like, why? I don't, I have so many questions about this. I guess it's really to, is it to blow kisses at the camera? I literally kiss the camera. Sure. I don't know. All of it is odd. So. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> um, so based off like the first three minutes of this, I had a question. They, at one point they're like sitting in their kitchen or something, dining room, eating, eating something, eating dinner. Oh, I was impressed by what they, it didn't seem authentic. It didn't seem like he was the type of, because who, he, he, did he cook or did she cook? I don't, I don't know. I was too fixated on the fact they were sitting next to each other oh. as opposed to across from each other. Yeah. I'm like, do people do that? Like when they're at home, they sit next to each other and eat like side by side. I can hardly, I can picture, because I do, I don't think I wrote anything down. For it. But yeah, I, I remember thinking like there's there's no way he's coming up with something like that. Because it's it's like an Asian, he made like a stir fry, I want to say. Because they're using chopsticks, right? Yeah, I mean, given all of his other negative qualities, I'm sure he did not cook dinner. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like at a bar, so they have like a bar in their kitchen. I can't remember already. I'm really good at this. Yeah, I think it was at a bar in the kitchen because I don't think they had like a dining room set up from what I recall. Yeah. And I, I feel like the camera was placed like on the kitchen counter. Yeah. Yeah, that would be weird. So then maybe they do have to sit next to each other if that's... I don't know. I just found that so bizarre. <laughs> you and uh, 
Yeah, what were they called? Who sang How Bizarre? It was like an oh. acronym, right? I bought that CD, Taryn. That was one of my first <laughs> CDs. Oh. Like oh. OMC. OMC. I was gonna say OAR. OAR. Nope. Nope. Different band. Uh, anyway, that was my first note beyond the Blair Witch vibes of it all. Well, I was noting the stove. There's no way if this were, I was, I was, I was, I was shouting fake <laughs> and hissing at my, at my TV screen, but there's, yeah, there's no way that, uh, that stove would have been that white. <laughs> Why would you get a white stove to begin with? And there's just no, like, it's like the wear and tear and like splatters and spatters that would stick to that, that stove. And there's, yeah. Unless the, the demon chose to come starting on cleaning day. Uh, yeah, no also, I don't know how they have that home. I mean, this it's was a, 2009, so probably... He's a crypto bro. He's a day trader, and she's an English major. <laughs> we know how that works. But what, did you see his shirt? The is that like a proto crypto thing? Crypto proto? That was one of my that was one of my other questions was what the hell's coin net? Coin net, yeah. I was glad because I, I even paused it and I couldn't get a clear look at it. And then he's wearing it and he's he's wearing it in multiple scenes. You can see it very clearly in a in a later scene. I'm not Googling it. <laughs> well, in the meantime, I didn't time stamp it, but it took less than six minutes into the movie for Mika to ask her to more or less make a sex tape with him. Oh, when he's like, calling it something like super dorky. Like he calls it like activities. What is he? He's like po like extracurricular activities. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Because it's like six minutes in and he asks her to like, I don't know, like take her top off or something while she's sitting on the couch. And I'm just like, okay. It was the nineties. I can still hate him. <laughs> no, I don't. no, yeah, he, yeah. Oh, you can buy the shirt. Oh no. Well, <laughs> birthday's coming up. <laughs> oh, please, no. You wear it with your daddy hat. <laughs> yeah. But what? So it says, so since 1982. But what is it? Is it a real thing? Oh, I think it's it's for, it's like, it's like gold and silver trading. Oh. It's not. Um, it's not crypto related. Oh, well, of course that is. Probably. I mean, it's a pretty nice domain. I'm sure someone would be a shame if anything happened to it. Maybe Elon Musk will do something with it. Bitcoin net. Bitcoin net netted button. Hmm. <laughs> um, so this guy sucks. Yeah. I, I just, I still don't understand how they live in this, like, McMansion. <laughs> He's um, trading gold and silver. 
I guess. But like, if she's still in college, he can't be. I I mean, I don't understand day trading. Let's be honest. But like, and I guess. Well, this is also this is pre. This came out in 09, but this was filmed yeah. in 06. And I mean, it, it's also just the director's house, I think I read. Oh. Um, to keep the budget the way that it was. But um, coincidentally, <laughs> if they were filming this in, in, in late 06 or early 07, it's sort of like it's uh, eerily... Uh, demonstrative of how we got to the uh, financial crisis of the late aughts. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> it would make a little bit more sense of how they could afford it at that point, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That just kept coming up in my mind, especially when they were in the pool. I was like, excuse oh, yeah. me. <laughs> I was not swimming in, in pools when I was an English major. <laughs> You were swimming in the Oval Room. I was swimming in the Oval Room. Not making commission. <laughs> what do you think of the staircase? Oh, that that's the, the kind of staircase that you enjoy. Does it have the three? Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one saving grace of it. I was, I was taking note of the, I don't I have the, probably the accurate terminology, but to, like the iron curly cues (laughs) i don't like i didn't like the licorice shaped iron bars that looked kind of terrible no i didn't like anything about that house that was like a very stereotypical suburban house and i'm not a fan i really hated the lighting yeah it seemed very it seemed very like um what do you call it um Model homey. Yeah. Looked like a model home. Um, I mean, they mentioned this, like they moved in together. It's it's very much a, a bro house. <laughs> I'll call it that. Um the incubator. The incubator. That's where you incubate. What? That's like a, maybe I'm crazy. Or maybe it's so um do you remember Paul from my wedding? I do. He so he's a uh, he's he's in uh, like software or computer science, like software engineering type stuff. I was gonna ask he, you as a day trader. He um I don't I mean I'm sure he does, but no offense. Um, <laughs> but he's I don't know if it's if it is his current company or because I mean, he's maybe on his like second or third company since. Um, starting his career and one of them had uh, a so-called incubator i think it was the same company that had um adam levine i think play their christmas party um but yeah they, it had a so-called incubator where like a pod as i envisioned it where you would like just kind of noodle there to get your best ideas out huh. in the incubator <laughs> All right. This is why I don't work in the corporate world. <laughs> I'll take anything at this point. Here. <laughs> you can. Why don't they make the whole company out of the incubator? Anyway, back to this terrible movie. 
Um, yeah, scariest part so far is the staircase. Uh, well, Darren, I got the answer. How can they live in this house? Katie has an Etsy shop. Oh, is that what the beating is all about? Well, probably not, but she, I oh, mean, I'm, I'm sure she's selling like, it somehow, it. but I don't know if it was Etsy probably wasn't a thing in oh, true. 2006. No offense. <laughs> But yeah, that was yeah. I, that I, I guess it's not offensive. I was gonna say I think it's a, it, it's a scene that comes up soon where it's just the one, one very authentic thing, was that of course she would be knitting, and he would be like faffing around on a guitar. Right. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I was like, this is that guy in college who sat in the dorm rooms would sit in his dorm with the door open, just playing his guitar, trying to lure women in. <laughs> like, that is who I imagined him to be. Yeah, people who leave their dorm, rooms, dorm room doors open. Hard to say. <laughs> it's like the 2020, 2021 school year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck those people. Yeah. Shut your dorm room door. Don't be a tool, kids. Close your dorm room doors. (laughs) What do we got? What do we got? My notes are kind of hard to follow because they don't really have much to do with the plot. (laughs) It's just me criticizing the characters. I have one about the ice maker. Oh, sure. Well, because and that's because that's from the text, right? So, I, one of the early nights, there's a noise, but it turns out to be the ice oh, maker, yeah, which was that hit very close to home. And that stuff doesn't really bother me anymore. I think like ten years ago, I went through like uh, I'm gonna fixate on every noise I hear in the middle of the night phase. I'm I'm very grown out of that, but. Um, no, I mean, yeah, that's apparently, as the story goes, the, um, you know, the seed of the movie itself, the, the writer, director thinking about like, oh, what goes on in your house when you're asleep? And like, where do those sounds oh. come from sort of thing? And, you know, what would it look like from like, yeah, to have like that um, constant perspective of like documenting everything overnight mm-hmm. in your house? Um yeah, I felt that one. The ice maker kind of thinking like, oh shit, what was that? <laughs> the ice maker. The one thing that has waked me out in the last few years is our um, and this has got to be so normal, but um the when you run the hot water on the second floor of our house, um it must just be like you know how the change in pressure makes the floorboards creak or something but like it it makes the like the pipes and the pressure interacting with the floorboards on the second floor makes it sound indistinguishable from someone walking on the second floor and it's it it still will like trip me up i'm thinking like who is up here with me or i thought rachel was downstairs or is someone coming up this and it's it's like oh no no no, i'm shaving that's why Mm -hmm. Um, it's actually very most of the time it's very comforting to know that like oh yeah i i conquered this i know it's because i'm shaving it's not because someone is coming up the stairs to kill me (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, similarly, so my condo has the heat is developed through hot water. And so when you turn on the heat, I have like little tiny radiators that run along my walls. They're like covered by a metal mesh looking stuff. Anyway, um, but if somebody, I'm on the first floor and if somebody above me turns on their heat, my like little radiators will start clanging a little bit. And like, I don't get freaked out and think that there's somebody in here, but the, the noise will freak me out a little bit initially. Just like, what was that? But was that, that hot water. Screaming about, what was the woman screaming about outside of your condo that one time? Oh yeah. She was like yelling that there was a pedophile that lived in the building. And then like, Dude, I have the group for her. <laughs> right? and then um she like we have like decorative rocks outside and we have like a big steel door on the front of our building but she like was throwing these rocks at the door it's pretty gnarly <laughs> i'm sorry no it's fine <laughs> all right coin net t-shirt covered that oh yeah um my my next note is when he's like doing research oh from God, that's pretty late yeah so you can continue on <laughs> well i thought like i i had said earlier i think this is a this was a million dollar idea that's that sort of gets in its own way for my taste sometimes mm-hmm. um, one of the ways it doesn't i i think the like the perspective on the open door for me, I think is very effective and very well done. And not like I need to leave the theater scary, but like pretty scary. The idea of like, oh no, like is the light going to come on? Is it not going to come on? Is the door going to shut? Is it, um, you know, someone going to come through the door? Just I've always been very, um, I think it's changed a little bit like since Simon has been born, but um, in a form, like formerly in my life, probably around that phase where I was still worried about noises in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like have to like no questions asked like the door has to be shut while I'm sleeping um, yeah I thought that was I mean of course it's a part of the movie but like they just leave their door wide open right yeah that, that sort of loses the that authenticity again too that yeah um so why the hell would it's yeah. yeah and why would you have I was thinking about that too maybe just the architecture didn't allow it but I I feel like not on the first attempt of conceiving the layout do you put the bed there again yeah. it, it, it facilitates the the movie makingness of it but yeah what are you doing putting your bed there <laughs> you can't see the door yeah it's where the, do, don't you know where monsters come from <laughs> don't you know where monsters come from <laughs> so yeah that was effective um it's hard to i mean given the repetition of it it's hard to remember oh that was the time yeah when like the light comes on or like the thing happens there or the thing with the attic but like the like anything to do with like things happening in the background um or like off screen like you know really worked on me you know starting with um with the door um oh i like went on this like joke to myself in my notes about mika making beats 
because he's at the computer all the time and he just seemed like he'd be the guy like speaking of like quote unquote that guy in college like he'd be the one guy in the library not actually like studying but he'd be posted up for three hours working on a beat (laughs) (laughs) like wearing the massive headphones (laughs) so my note is just micah makes beats Um, but back to the repetitiveness, repetitiveness of it all. I think that's partially why it didn't freak me out because you always knew like, okay, this is a nighttime scene. Something's going to happen. And like, there's very, given what we know about the movie ahead of time, there's very few things that could possibly happen. Um, just like in the back of my mind I'm like okay I know that the sheets are gonna move at some point I know that there's going to be like a bump under the sheets I know the door is gonna move yeah I can't remember maybe somewhat recently I can't remember where at some sometime like in the last year or two I saw the start of the scene where her leg is pulled Mm -hmm. so I knew that was coming yeah um I haven't talked about the Simpsons yet. I kind—I almost wish I hadn't seen the Simpsons years after this came out. Probably in the thick of a lot of the sequels um, peaking in terms of commercial success. One of the three Simpsons Halloween shorts for a given year was a Paranormal Activity spoof, mm. um, and kind of gives up the the premise of it not like the premise is a spoiler right katie starts describing it pretty early on yeah but the premise was based off of the movie i had swirling around in my head for uh 13 years um what wasn't exactly what i was expecting because that simpsons short you know deals with a demon had to burp (laughs) deals with a demon that's been haunting marge since she was a kid and you oh. see the demon. So I at least half-heartedly spent most of the movie waiting for the other shoe to drop, thinking like, oh, are we actually going to, like you do in the Simpsons short, do you see the demon? Is it going to look terrible? Is it going to take like all of the the scary? Because I, I, I feel that makes it so much less scary. We've kind of talked about this before. But I, I think the more they give away, the less scary it is. Yeah. I think this would be so much scarier if there wasn't all of that backstory divulged. Again, it makes it hard to rebuke the audience member saying, well, why don't they just leave? Right. Um, and there's, you know, I, I won't put us through like trying to think of a logical reason to still have them housebound without all of that, that backstory. But I just, I think that just, yeah, it's kind of a, that, that took a lot of, in in terms of ways to make this less scary as a viewing, like watching it with captions, watching it, not in the theater, watching it, having seen that Simpsons episode a bunch of times. um, And like knowing that it's like a demon that's been, Mm -hmm. on again off again bothering her since she was a kid just makes it so much less scary 
just think about, it probably still wouldn't be scary for you, but just think about how scary it would be if, yeah, if there were just like a whole bunch of un, unknowns. And then you see those like crow feet in the baby powder. That would yeah. be crazy. Right. If it, I mean, even if there was this backstory, if it was given away later, it would make it more, not, not even like less predictable, but yeah, just scarier in a sense. Because you kind of, knowing it's a, a demon and especially having like seen Poltergeist and those sorts of prime. <laughs> yep. Another movie I hate. Um, <laughs> like prior horror movies it's like oh okay well i know that these are the sorts of things that are going to happen so it does i mean the whole found footage thing does make it unique in that sense but it it just doesn't it doesn't have that effect on mila that i wish it did yeah like the blair witch did and i keep comparing it to that but well, imagine too with the, cause I think and that, that it's another thing that kind of takes the energy out of the, so part of the attic scene, I think is, is really well done. And one of the scariest parts of the movie. Um, but imagine how scarier that attic scene would be if you didn't know, like, like you were saying, like put in the backstory later, mm-hmm. imagine getting the backstory after the attic scene. Right when they pull the photograph out of the attic right there's just like it's like well yeah you already said that he's been with you forever so we we agree there's demons it's pretty easy to to like to like imagine that a demon can materialize a picture from your past whenever it's a demon right yeah because at least then the there wouldn't be that you know aspect of dramatic irony to some extent where it's like yeah the the viewer already knows where this is going because we know about the backstory and like micah is an idiot and needs to be explained to (laughs) um if in that moment that's when she started telling this whole thing about the backstory that would also make more sense as to why he like blames her later on like the asshole he is um he's like blaming her for for the whole demon thing where they have this argument of like well well this is all your fault you know you didn't you could have told me about this before we moved in together and she's like well when would i when should i have brought it up our first date he's like no before the fourth or fifth (laughs) like what Uh. he's using the kevin McAllister defense my house i have to defend it how many other movies are we going to talk about in this oh i thought you meant i was just like, i think there's like six more oh and paranormal activity we gotta watch paranormal activity oh no <laughs> yeah i have a lot of just like amorphous mica things here so i got uh how bomb is or mika how bomb is mika Um, yeah, something about Mika day trading. He makes beats. Uh, oh, so night five. I was I was hoping this would happen because they're not. I think some of the some of the nights are sequential. Well, they're all sequential, but like some of the nights are, is is the next night. 
sometimes it jumps. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if one of the nights was going to be um, my my high school girlfriend's <laughs> birthday, which I which was on a Friday that year of like actual like the in universe date. Yeah, because it was we had a pretty messy breakup. She was a year younger than me. And, um, so, so I, I went to college and we broke mm -hmm. up when I went to college. And so this was her first birthday once I was at college. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I was kind of, I played intramural soccer my first semester of college and was kind of had like a, at least like some degree of feelings for two women on the soccer team. <laughs> and I don't think I conceived of it as a date at the time, because I was a moron. <laughs> but one, one of them, uh, one of them, I get like asked me over to her dorm, I guess you would say, uh, you that Friday guitar? night. Uh, what'd you say? Did you bring your guitar? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but the guy across the hall would not. <laughs> he wouldn't close his damn door. And I was, I kept going, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm anything but not tentative. <laughs> so I think, yeah. I think I, like, in leading up to this, I, you know, couldn't really make up my mind as to like which one I was more interested in I think I was more interested in this other member of the team but this one who asked me to to I guess hang out with her in her dorm I guess asked me <laughs> I wasn't doing anything else and but yeah. she like her there's some weird thing with her like her ex-boyfriend like her ex-boyfriend was on the team and it wasn't clear whether he was her actual ex-boyfriend yet or something. But anyways, the drama. I, was, I was very, I think part of it too, like I was very excited. This sounds terrible, but I was very excited to like rub it in my ex-girlfriend's face that like, not only do I have a, a like a so-called date, but it, like on her birthday. Um, and I, I, might have even like shared that information with her. I remember her like calling crying at one point. It might not have been that day. Not great, but she also murdered a goldfish of mine. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, so I was I was more like the priority was getting to say if if to no one else but myself that I had a date on like the milestone of like getting to my ex-girlfriend's birthday by the time I was in college. So like, I wasn't super floored for this date, but I also like, like, I didn't really know it was a date. So anyways, we, we, it was just the two of us in her dorm and we watched 16 candles. <laughs> and I think she must've had like a media shelf or something. And before we watched 16 candles, she had friends. Like she had like a couple seasons of friends, I think. Oh, and I hadn't really like I went through like the rest of America, I guess, when, when Friends was like really big and like like around like season two, season three, I was really into Friends, but like kind of grew out of it and was at a point in my life <laughs> where I didn't where like I thought Friends was like, like gag me like what's not right. watch Friends. Friends is dumb. 
Um, but I'm rewatching it now for the first time. And it's, it's really great. But anyways, I, I, I must have, before we watched 16 candles, um, made like a nagging joke about friends, like who watches friends, friends is like, why would we do that? <laughs> and, um, I guess in hindsight, probably like playfully, she insisted we watch friends after finishing 16 candles. And I think I was in a position like, Oh, thank God. 16 candles is over. I can go home now. And then she's like, well, no, let's watch friends. I think we might've watched an episode or two of friends at which point I started fake sleeping (laughs) and uh, (laughs) did she push you off the bed? Like you did. (laughs) Well, sort of, I remember her like playfully and she bought it. <laughs> I'm a good fake sleeper. Because <laughs> um, I had put on, I brought like an Ebenezer Scrooge hat with me and like a candlestick in a holder. <laughs> Somehow we always come back to a Christmas carol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I remember she like scratched my knee like this nobody's nobody's listening so like it doesn't matter that they can't see but i remember her like waking me by like doing this on my knee and i think i even tried it a few more times where i like fake sleep so she would get the hint to send me home mm-hmm. um yeah it was weird it was a weird thing just so i could say like get the achievement that i went on a date on my ex-girlfriend's birthday but like i said she killed that fish what, what does this have to do with paranormal activity <laughs> That was that that's what I was doing on September 20 Friday, September 22nd, 2006. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Still got better sleep than Mika and uh Katie. Even with the death of your of the goldfish haunting you. Yeah, that was earlier that summer though. Or that was maybe my first the goldfish might have been alive then. I think that was my first trip home which might've been by then I went home for the weekend pretty early my freshman year. Mm. So we had won, we went to a County fair together, probably a year prior, probably the summer before well, must've been. Yeah. Cause it was during the summer. And I don't think it was the summer right before I left for college. So probably one whole year earlier, we went to a County fair and on like a lark, one on like uh, the one attempt we were going to make one a goldfish at the goldfish winning game thing and i must have been a virile goldfish i guess that doesn't make sense that's not what virile means but um i guess we don't know he could have been if just given the chance (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it, 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 it lived into me going to college over one year later. And it was sort of, I guess it was like our goldfish. I'm pretty sure it lived. Yeah. It must've lived at my house and we, like I said, a very messy breakup. It was, there's a lot of like angry texting and phone calling. This is kind of pre-texting, but I feel like I did text her. Um, maybe I had limited texting. Uh, but yeah, a lot of things got really ugly once I was at college. So this is leading up to um, 
me, me, me coming home for the first time. And we didn't really have plans to see each other, but I, I'm sure I couldn't resist letting her know that I was going to be home just for the, yeah. the chaos of it. Um, and she had, I guess, in hindsight, as a long con, uh, requested uh, custody <laughs> of the goldfish. <laughs> and and the, the swap? Yeah. So it was going to be a very, very, uh, very ahead of our time. It was going to be a contactless exchange. <laughs> so uh, that was the fall after the summer of Superman Returns. Whew. So I, I took uh, the, like the commemorative, you get to keep it Superman Returns cup from the movie theater and filled it with water and put the goldfish in it. And the conditions were that she was going to come by to pick it up and we wouldn't interact um so i you know i put it on the front porch the cup with the goldfish in it on the front porch and went about my business and within the next half hour you could hear a car peel out and i thought that is likely related to all of this. So by the time I got to uh, the front door of my parents' house, you could see her and her girlfriends speeding away <laughs> and our concrete porch soaked, not soaked, but you, 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 you could see a massive water footprint, waterprint on the porch with the goldfish flopping on the, <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> Holy shit. This <laughs> is like collateral damage. Yeah. <laughs> that poor goldfish. And like one year later, she had like three kids. <laughs> Dodged a bullet there, didn't you? Uh, like a whole magazine. Oh, yikes. Talk about virile. <laughs> How do you know that goldfish? I was one of the girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Plot twist. <laughs> You're in the car. <laughs> There's a Pontiac. They're so conspicuous. Like Grand Prix? It was like a Pontiac Grand Dam. Grand Prix. They're both. Are they I mean, both we're, we're both saying actual oh, <laughs> models I of thought, Pontiacs. <laughs> I didn't think a Grand Am was something. I'm thinking a Trans Am. That's what I'm thinking of. I think we have a, to not dox her, we have a co-worker. <laughs> you and I, this sounds really, I, I, I won't put it that way, but you and I have a co-worker who drives the same model of car that I'm thinking of. Oh, I don't know. Um, but she drove one of a different color. And this, this is so trivial, but I don't, something about that car is just so memorable. Maybe it's only, it's like a chicken or the egg thing where like, I think it's memorable because that was always her car. Mm. And I have all this stuff tied to her in my history. Um, Murders of goldfish. Yeah, yeah. Whew, yeah, she was something else, man. I mean, I'm sure I was an asshole, but. Yeah. Holy cow.
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back from that tangent. Well, we're to the part where I think, or I think we're to the part where you you meet her friend for the or her friend is there. It's like the first scene with her friend. Oh yeah, he comes over and to he... help her bead. <laughs> She's getting ten percent of those Etsy sales. Yeah, all right. And he has something. Oh yeah, he's calling them over to show the footage. I was gonna say he has something to show them. What would? But duh, yeah. obviously he's showing all the footage. Um from the previous nights and i just i you know he was i wrote down and then he showed them a beat like and this is like uh, after, <laughs> after after they replay the footage oh and what do you think of this beat i made i think that was the point where he they i think he played the sound for them so that would make sense um oh also thank you dylan stratton for letting us uh reverse the, the scream song I'll cut that part back to the beginning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so he like goes into his whole like research phase and he acquires a book about demons and demonology. And, and at one point he's like reading the definition of what demons are to her. <laughs> like she doesn't know. Talk about the inauthenticity of it all. Oh, well, yeah. speaking of books, so early in the early in the movie, there's a shot in the kitchen where they blur a book. Oh. And it looks like based on like, you know, because it's like the effect of squinting at something. Mm. It looks like if you were to squint at a four dummies book. Demons for dummies. <laughs> but later, <laughs> the one time you see her doing anything related to being a student. Right. She's studying with a book on her lap and it looks like that book from the counter earlier in the movie and it's just funny the idea that like she like whatever it is she's studying for her english major is just a four dummies book literature for dummies <laughs> oh man oh speaking of that do they, do they just not go to work or school well there's something I this feel like, pretty, just, like work from home. <laughs> you don't think, yeah, that's that. It, it's it's so weird how I wasn't really giving any of that a second thought in this day and age, but but yeah, it felt like very eerily similar to, I guess, just like how two people would have interacted for months of quarantine and the pandemic, and because yeah. it it's like, when are you? When are you leaving? <laughs> because they do leave once with the whole Ouija board thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Because that was, that was almost like, speaking of four dummies, um, <laughs> almost like a blink and you miss it sort of thing. It took me a yeah. second to just get my bearings. Like, oh, okay. So they were gone. Yeah. So the Ouija board thing is, is presumed to have happened. Or not presumed, but it happens when they're, when they're out of the house. Right. Yeah, that was yeah. I <laughs> it's I mean it, it it it's it's all very accurate as to like what that dynamic would be like over time <laughs> with a garbage person as one one half of the the right. coupling who's doing nothing but <laughs> day trading <laughs> from home. <laughs> <And they can laughs> <we> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's his house. He has to defend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't put any context to this, but one of the I have Micah gets more toxic. I wonder. So this is this is after Amber's there. I think it's Amber. I only know that from the like the IMDb. I think her friend's name oh. is Amber. Um, so this this has to be. So what what increasingly toxic thing does Mika do after we meet Amber for the first time? But before I realized that they have a cheetah print rug. Oh, I never realized that. <laughs> I mean, I have a similar note. This is following the Ouija board stuff. So um, I don't know if it's the same time that you had made this note, if it triggered the same thing for us. But I have a note that just says he's the king of all douches. I mean, it could be a number of things. I don't know what's well. It's probably so. My 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 note after that is cool middle schooler defense buy versus borrow. Oh. I have to imagine that's where your king douche thing came from. Probably, or just oh. like the argument that they have about the Ouija board, and yeah, he's just being a prick about it. God, there's no like. I'll even let you keep the dorm room door open. Just don't make the, but you didn't say this. You said that. Well, speaking of the Ouija board, like we never get an answer about it. I don't know if it comes up in subsequent movies, but. Well, it leads them to Diane. True. Who's super hot. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a weird, like, I guess. That's a dumb thing to say. I, yeah, I mean, I understand that people, like, regardless, are primed to, like, value that and notice, but it was just like, oh, man, like, she's hot. She sounds hot. Is she hot? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like that robot earlier. Yeah. The Zoom robot. Um, That for sure isn't on the recording, though. Yes. (laughs) Um, but I thought that I don't know the Ouija board scene in and of itself. I was just like, this is a bit much. Like, oh, the fire. Yeah, especially because nothing. Yeah, nothing came of it. I think I mean, it was cool. Growing up with Ouija boards. Oh yeah, I didn't fuck with that when I was young. Hearing. <laughs> Like having, yeah, like having an older sibling and an older sibling with friends who like messed with you. I mean, there are multiple occasions where like older kids were convincing me that Ouija boards were real while we were in front of a Ouija board. So I was just like a fun, like it's fun to see that on film and expecting the, I think it's technically called because one time for summer reading, I assigned the haunting of hill house i think that thing is called the planchette i forgot what he calls it he's like oh like the triangle (laughs) (laughs) but i'm pretty sure like the the object is called a planchette and um i was expecting to see that yeah you know move without explanation which was cool very satisfied on that return the fire i didn't quite need that was kind of dumb um Especially because, as you've been saying, yeah, nothing really came of it, of, of yeah. there being fire. 
and um yeah. i mean it was just another moment to further emphasize his mika's douchiness of just totally disregarding katie entirely um yeah did i ever tell you about my dad's can douche phase <laughs> no but please well, within I like love any last, story involving your dad. Within the last year, he stopped. He grew out of it, or just like he grew out. Time went on. He would, um, he would respond. He would re- I, I, probably just to me, but would respond in when like when can do was an appropriate response to something. Oh, okay. He would he he would very delightfully or delightedly say can douche. God, he is your father. <laughs> and I I sort of I I mentioned he he kind of played dumb. I brought it. He was he was up here. Um, just over a week ago, I brought it up to him. He kind of he pretended that that whole thing never happened. <laughs> um. But it was, you know, I, was, I very accurate, accurately remember it taking place. But it came after his Mino likey phase. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, his, and, and, and like, I guess before whatever comes next. <laughs> like an Urkelism or something. I feel like he was like a like an 80s or 90s like child sitcom star. And that was his catchphrase. Where he would look at the camera and say, me no likey. (laughs) Oh, God, I can imagine this. It's like Schmitz Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, anything else about the Ouija board? I don't think so. My next thing is fart sounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's, um, this is maybe like the highest tier of angry with him that she gets. Yeah. Other than the end. And she, right. (laughs) And she, I think she's in the bathroom or she's, she's in some room. I think it's the bathroom and he comes in and she tells him off and is telling him to get out. And like right before it transitions, it sounds like a, it sounds like someone farts. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's my good hint of verisimilitude. Is it verisimilitude or verisimilitude? I always thought it was similitude. Let me hear you say it. Similitude. Well, the whole word. <laughs> what? Well, I'm saying ver verisimilitude or verisimilitude oh sorry i thought that isn't that a separate word i don't know verisimilitude verisimilitude we yeah we should ask katie she's the english major <laughs> not that we oh, weren't man. or anything anyway things i hate people say it's that like when people catch you like this Asking how to how to pronounce a word, and they, well, you're the you're the English major, yeah. Or like assuming that we've read all of the books ever. <laughs> <sighs> oh. 
I've read a book on demonology. Mm. Did you then give Rachel a definition of demon? <laughs> yeah. Like she didn't know it? <laughs> okay, we must get to, I'm on page two, Taryn. We, um, we must get to the part this is bad. I usually don't write these ahead of time, but um, I think it's the scene where um, he go he he has like the like I'm a man. This is my house. Oh yeah, it's like my job thing, and he's, he's gonna defend his, his home. Yeah, he's gonna defend his home, and then I, he's gonna slap Chris Rock if someone makes fun of his wife. Of course. This is going to date this episode. <laughs> uh, and the baby powder thing. Baby powder thing's super cool. Wait, baby. Oh, his... Chicken powder. Or yeah. chicken powder. <laughs> the chicken feed and the baby powder. Yeah. <laughs> or I mean, I guess they're like, I don't know. I would Because they're, they're like three-pronged. Yeah. They're not hooved. Not hooved. Which is kind of strange. Yeah, I like it. I'd like. rather, I mean, I think chicken feet are scarier than hooved feet. Yeah. That do anything for you? Probably not. No. I was expecting, you know, like goat hooves. But. Taryn, that'd be a goat move. <laughs> oh, my eyes rolling. <laughs> <clears throat> So dumb. I hate it when people say that so much. It's like that is the verbal form of the like the dog pointing at you like you're the man picture. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but no, baby powder was cool. I feel like I had a note on or I guess. Yeah, if you never. I think I said this already. If you never knew all the background or that there was like for sure a demon involved seeing the chicken feet for the first time would have yeah. packed a bigger punch definitely um oh we haven't talked about this guy at all the what is it like the Dr. fredericks yeah the useless man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't understand the point. I mean, again, another element of the story that just has no purpose. Yeah, I guess it's to, well, yeah, yeah. They, they, they seem to be sort of like pre, like reactive, like hypothetical reactions to rebukes you could make, you know, you'd see, yeah. you know, they, they have an answer for, well, why wouldn't you just leave? they have an answer for well why wouldn't you get someone involved um and that seems to cover that right they bring in a so-called professional who recommends a better professional who's, who's out, of the country. out of the country <laughs> <laughs> but sort of along the same lines it's like when are when do they call their friends and family to right. tell them all about the constant haunting they're living through Right. I guess they kind of, you get you, Amber, I guess, but that's sort of 
half-baked at best how she interacts yeah. with um the whole thing and amber is a part of the either the original ending or um one of the alternate endings or something like mm -hmm. that so that was kind of the maybe not the whole point of amber but um i guess she's to some extent integral to to one of the endings maybe um man i'm messing up not messing up but like i yeah just like the sequencing of all of this like we haven't like in my notes haven't even gotten to the diane scene yet and we were already making the oh <laughs> i mean this is like, <laughs> like this movie is so repetitive that it's, it's yeah. like hard to tell where we're at with it it's my biggest scenes worth of notes it is getting to the point of like how like it, it's just not believable family history or no family history that you're going to sleep in the house like let alone the bedroom anymore at this point yeah um and then yeah there's the one time where the door i think it's the first maybe not and maybe i'm maybe i heard it wrong but there's one of the more climactic uh night scenes is the door shuts it might be the first time the door shuts but the door mm -hmm. shuts and there's a knock at the door but why do you shut a door only to knock on the door yeah. it was it was like he, he's a super polite demon where it's just they're like <laughs> oh no like i'm a guest but they left their their door open i just want to be like on the up and up and so i'll shut their door and i'll knock like nothing was amiss so i don't just walk in this is very strange. Um, uh, um is that the night? This is I, the I, moment. I don't know if this was the same night, but I it's the next thing on my list of notes, and I just need to get it out of my system. Where he they're like trying to go to bed, and he like pats her on the head or something and tells her that she's too cute to be talking. Oh, I miss that. Oh, I don't think I made it through my dude filter, Taryn. Oh my god! Like my notes, I quote him, and then in all caps, I said, "Excuse me." And then the demon needs to get him already. Do her a favor. <laughs> oh. I think the the demon can can shore up his ability to do so if he sneaks in some sets on Micah's pull up bar. Oh my god. It's just like scene after scene I hated this man more and more and I was totally okay if he died in the end. Lo and behold. <laughs> um, we went through a, a relatively brief phase where we inherited one of those and it fell <laughs> No one was using it at the time. Simon. <laughs> oh no, this was yeah, this was years. This was at my parents' house, and it fell. Um, oh man! It fell. So it, it it was it was on the door frame of a bedroom across from a bathroom at my parents' house, and it fell. <laughs> and in anger, my mother threw it through the bathroom wall. <laughs> oh. 
Mom was a bad bitch. <laughs> oh, so I, yeah, I can't not immediately think of that. And like the 15 years before anything was done about it. <laughs> and when I see one of those stupid bullet bars. <laughs> oh, nice. Right, we have Diane. Sounds hot. <laughs> so bizarre. And uh, speaking of Diane, like uh, for a good chunk of that scene, it's just like zooming in on the pictures of her being oh, yeah, <laughs> exercised. Yeah. <laughs> I, to some extent, might have looked away a few times because it was giving me um, Pol- or not Pol- like the ring, seeing the ring as a middle schooler Feeling. I think I, I think it was my freshman year. It was either eighth grade or ninth grade. Was the ring? It doesn't hold up. But those scenes in the ring where it, it like jump cuts to the people's faces all messed up. Yeah. Um. After I guess they've died from watching the tape, and uh, yeah. the scars run a little too deep to look head on at the Diane scene. <laughs> so I might've I might have missed a few things with the, I think I got the gist of it, but I might've, yeah. <laughs> I might've checked my phone at that. No, I think I left my phone upstairs for this. Yeah, that was a good, I was a good boy, son of a bad bitch. <laughs> oh God. I got something I gotta get out of my system. All right. Well, bathroom break. I was going to say, is it a pee break? Yeah. All right. You haven't done two in so long. I get to use the other, because there's three. We could take up to three bathroom breaks without repeating everyone. Without repeating uh, like chainsaw sound bits. So. <laughs> God, okay. So we'll be back. Hear me. All right, we're back. God, I really wish we had more to say about the Diane scene. Yes, you are in luck. <laughs> um, nobody's going to get this besides you. <laughs> but Because um, I was like, wow, he did not have much to go on and he was able to find this very specific <laughs> woman who experienced very specific similar things. So I said, he's got better Googling skills than Carl does during a trivia contest. <laughs> he was, yeah, he must be a Stevens Point Trivia alum. <laughs> yes. Stevens Point Trivia. <laughs> um, prior to the Diane scene, though, I don't know, this was one of the more um, intense night scenes, I guess. Um, maybe it was... Maybe it was the attic. No, but at one point, Mika just yells, show yourself. <laughs> and I very much laughed at that because it was stupid. Um, God, this is very paranormal. So Ryan, our friend Ryan, who keeps, <laughs> keeps popping up in this episode, making appearances uh, in this episode, just texted me that Cardi B is outside. Outside where? I don't know. All right. 
that's outside gone. your house. No picture. Um, or maybe there must be a, he, he goes to like, he spent half of the last six months at Pfizer forum where the bucks play. Oh, okay. Um, I'm guessing he's at a bucks game mm. either way. He's <laughs> motherfucking geeking. Sounds about right. Um, texting back picture didn't happen. <laughs> or I'm no. Doing this one handed. Doing this one handed. We'll we'll keep the listeners updated. <laughs> yeah. We'll be in the paranormal activity two episode. Yeah. <laughs> He'll send us an email with the picture. <laughs> yeah. We'll put a link in the description. All of your childhood friends are going to be emailing us now. <laughs> Charlie's going to send me a medical bill. <laughs> 25-year-old medical bill. <laughs> I don't know if there isn't a Bucks game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. The Bucks played yesterday and they play tomorrow. Mm. I only got notes on the ending. Yeah, I mean, my last my last note is he records her sobbing. What a piece of shit! <laughs> That's a goat move. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I mean, were you surprised by the ending at all? Oh, okay, mean? I had a feeling this is kind of a buzzkill. Yeah, I figured he was doing side talk quotes. Uh, that was my second guess. My first guess was it was it was something related to a Bucks game. Oh, this is Ryan. Maybe I think she like performs. Uh, maybe she performs at the arena tonight or something. And um, no, he was he was just quoting a side talk. Oh, I'm that's what his pod- podcast is all about. Side side talk NYC videos. Dirtbag reacts. Yep. Oh man. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> um yeah, so the ending. I so I'm open to two I have two notes <laughs> for the I have two notes for the director from a movie that was uh filmed 15 years ago. Um Almost like Blair Witch style, I think the most effective version of this is one of two things. Either you never see them again, period. Because mm-hmm. I, I think the screaming, like the scream, and like the screaming from the first floor is so impactful, yeah. followed by the footsteps coming up the stairs. I, I think if you never see a person or like object entity on screen after that, that's so much better than than what we get yeah Um, i do like the touch of him being thrown at the camera so alternatively i i i think it could be maybe less effective but still like fine with the flourish of him being thrown at the camera but everything after that is not great in my opinion yeah I don't think you necessarily need the like confirmation of her being possessed by this yeah. demon. Cause you see that in that weird moment 
where she is laying in the bed and she's like, no, we shouldn't leave. And then she does like a weird smile. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like, all right, yeah, so she's possessed. And then, um, yeah, no, I agree. If the movie ended either with him like being thrown at the camera, kind of like how Blair Witch ends with it just like the camera falling to the ground and you don't yeah, know what yeah, happens. Because yeah. um, I, I, I think the viewer would come to the same conclusion. You just wouldn't need to see her like weirdly sniffing like him and then... grin thing and yeah yeah. So there's two, there there are two there there are at least two endings. One was the I think I meant yeah I mentioned. I think I mentioned how Spielberg I've said Spielberg a couple times, but that he insisted they change the original ending. The original ending, uh, was even worse. Oh yeah, so one so th- there's an alternate ending that's pretty similar and then there's one that's very different. Um the original ending that Spielberg had them change was that um I don't think you see it. Um but you know, she kills him on the first floor and she comes back upstairs and you see her just sort of standing catatonic for like as time lapses for a few days and um oh in the interim the amber friend comes to the house discovers him dead and leaves in terror and then like the next night police show up and there's an officer, there's, there's, a, there's a couple officers who confront her in the bedroom where she's standing catatonic. And in the background, the demon, um, this is kind of weird. Maybe it's not the, an accurate description, but the, it says that the demon slams, a, I, I've read different accounts. I've read that the demon slams the door, like the bedroom door. I've also read that the demon slams the attic door which is weird because why would the attic, why was the attic door open? But maybe it was, but anyways, the, the, she's standing there catatonic and the demon slams the, a door mm-hmm. and it startles an officer who draws his gun and shoots and kills Katie. And, I mean, and then I think they, they like, it ends with them like going to investigate the rest of the house. Oh. So pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, like everybody's dead in the end. Yeah. Um, the, the so-called alternate ending is pretty much everything that we get, except she like looks at the camera and then slits her throat. Oh, is dumb. Also, it seems like counter to the point of the, you know, it seems like the demon to some extent, uh, like it doesn't seem like the demon wants to kill her wants to both like protect and in the non-literal sense possess her Mm -hmm. not make her kill herself yeah um which is kind of interesting i was wondering for you know for a movie 15 years old i mean this reading seems very obvious these days but for a movie 15 years old, I wonder how deliberate 
the director was trying to be in, in, in the text to have it be, you'd be like, you know, what, like who, who is a bigger threat to her, the demon or Mika? Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy that she kills him in the end. But, Cause like, fuck that guy. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I mean, it probably took me longer to reach that point than than intended but but you know it kind of clicked in like the final quarter where it was like oh okay it's it's sort of like a metaphor for how terrible this relationship is and then the demon is a better fit (laughs) than this douchebag king douchebag or king like the demon is the hero in the end (laughs) (laughs) clever it's cool um but yeah i wonder how intentional that is i don't know yeah i don't yeah i don't know for you know the the range of time 2007 to 2009 i don't know how i don't know if it would have been that deliberate right yeah i think maybe he's just representative of you know stereotypical 20 something white male in america (laughs) um yeah maybe an exaggerated version of course but maybe not i I won't say say too much i guess to let you i think we'll we'll probably talk a little bit about it at at work i'll share some things about it with you at work uh on on monday but um i've been going through the a lot of the remaining uh horror sequels for whenever we do that and just yesterday i watched uh carrie 2 oh i didn't even know there was a carrie 2 oh electric boogaloo (laughs) there's well there's there's there well it's the rage colon carrie 2 i very much remember the promotional campaign because it would always end with a very stark the rage carrie (laughs) 2 each time um but oh but i mean and that's 23 years old yikes and man are the i mean they're very thematically related um far more extreme and carry too but holy cow um <laughs> lots to be discussed in that um it's a wild wild fucking movie so, <laughs> um, you can hear that conversation and who knows when, <laughs> when we record the, the sequels episode, I mean, it'll be what a glorious day it will be once we finally do it. I'm in no rush, I guess. Once um, I watch all those movies. Yeah, you got <laughs> it. I mean, I remember at one point thinking like, holy cow, like we might record it as late as Christmas. <laughs> I mean, there is a 2023 shot. We recorded Christmas 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Whoops. That's all good. It's fun watching them. I'm sure I'll end up watching um, some of them multiple times. I mean, we're we're more than a year removed from me watching some of them. (laughs) They're, They're pretty good movies. Yeah. Did you have any other 
No. Um, any other thing I think from the No. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hate that guy. <laughs> Should we decorate this fucker? Let's do it. <laughs> I opened my notes for the first time in a while. Feels good to start decorating fuckers again. Cheer my father-in-law singing. Oh man. <laughs> Yikes. We better have the rights to whatever he's singing. All right. First award. What the hell? I don't remember what this one is. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I did this last night and I had to remember like, okay, what is this one again? And, um, well, it's like the, the big, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's what the fuck. It's the biggest what the fuck moment. Oh. But since it's <laughs> horror, it's what the hell. Oh, that's right. I mean, the whole thing. I don't, like, Mika is a human? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess for me, it's the moment where he says, like, too cute to be talking and, like, tries to get her to stop talking and go to bed. Oh, I missed that. Because I, I was literally like, what the fuck? It is not okay. I gotta upgrade my dude filter. I'm gonna reread the bro code. Reread <laughs> the bro code. Read Barney Stinson. Renew my, my man card. Can the juggies do that for you? Do you know where I go to do that? I don't know. You're the bro. Okay. I'm I'm not allowed to know. That's a good point. It was a test, Taryn. Mm-hmm. You passed. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think along the same lines. I I don't have a specific moment. Just the general reaction of how are they one not reacting more intensely right much earlier and two how where why aren't they going anywhere or like interacting with anyone outside of uh dr fredericks and amber um right. yeah and i guess yeah like the, the runner-up to name a specific moment with the as i've said like half a dozen times just when they see diana on the computer yeah but she's hot she sounds hot i bet she's hot <laughs> oh, he's so messed up besker i mean really the only scare for me is the the end where he gets like thrown at the camera that's the only thing that really yeah resonated with me in any capacity Mine is right before that. I think it was the only time I mentioned earlier how <laughs> during the Diana thing, I was maybe coming up with excuses to not look, but there was, there was one scene where I was, I was pretty seriously like not looking directly at the TV <laughs> and was decently freaked out. And that's when you hear the footsteps after oh, coming up the stairs, coming up the stairs. Yeah. 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 Um, Parts of the attic scene too would be a honorable mention, I guess. Uh, best dress to kill. <laughs> I, I mean, we talked about it earlier. The only the only memorable piece of clothing I can think of is the stupid coin net shirt. Oh, coin net shirt. Yeah. 
I mean, everything else was very, you know, standard mid 2000s. Well, I have Dr. Fredericks for wearing a blazer 100% of the time he's on screen. Good point. Good point. That's a goat move. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? Runner up. Um, Katie's outfit in the the picture that is found. Oh, okay. The because I was thinking at first I was thinking when they're like on the beach and it's smashed. I'm thinking you can see her from like the neck up. What are you talking about? No, no. The, <laughs> when she was the picture that they find in the attic, she's got like some ruffles going on. It's very. I oh. I'm like I probably wore the same outfit as a child. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for Hell's Kitchen? Uh, I, half the time I do these on the spot, like now. Um, I, you're going to have to go first with this one. I don't know. So I'm very pleased Ooh. with myself. Okay. You're not going to give me any positive feedback <laughs> based on putting that out in the universe and for what the answer is. But let me set the table. Uh, so this movie is a little sparse, a little dull, a little, uh, you know, protracted in its, uh, delivery, but ultimately, you know, memorable, okay. more positive than negative and like a, like a BB plus. So I would serve a tenant meal with, <laughs> with paranormal activity. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, that's right, Taryn. I'm going there. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. How dare you? <laughs> I can't even answer the question now. I'm too flabbergasted. <laughs> See, like stir fry or whatever they're eating in. I guess. That's, they don't really eat in this movie either. <laughs> I guess they're not filming each other eating yeah. very often. Yeah, I mean, if I were to... Well, okay. Actually, I have one. While I was watching this, I was sicker than I am now. It was... Um, I was further into this cold than I wanted to be, but I was cooking chicken noodle soup. <laughs> so as I was watching this, so that's what I'm going to go with chicken noodle soup. Cause this movie sucks <laughs> and chicken noodle soup always makes me feel better with a cold. And I think that I would need to eat a whole bowl of chicken noodle soup after watching this movie. <laughs> did, did you read chicken soup with rice when you were a kid? No. Oh, really? No, like chicken noodles or chicken soup for the soul kind of bullshit? No, 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 no. It's, oh. it's, um, it's just, it's just like a kid's book. What's it called? Chicken Soup with Rice. And I think it, it's, it's, it's like lyrical. Oh, it's a Maurice Sendak book. Sure. Who's that? <laughs> The um, Where the Wild Things Are guy. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember it has like memorable illustrations and I think it, it's like seasonal or it, it's like it's monthly, like each 
page is a oh yeah oh god oh yeah speaking <laughs> of chicken soup for the soul just show me that cover that's some good stuff yeah because yeah it's each, each month like each month is i guess like a poem or another verse of uh it says chicken soup with rice a lot mm. in case you need to know what size it was yeah 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 <laughs> If this book falls on me, will it kill me? <laughs> oh, man. Plus, I'll feed me oh. Seymour quiz. I, there's only like four people in this movie. Um, it's like you could stretch it to seven. Seven? Well, there's Katie, Mika, Amber, Dr. Fredericks, Diane. Yeah. Oh, Diane. The unseen Dr. Avery's yeah. and the demon. Okay, okay. I see, I see. Gives me a little bit more to work with. <laughs> um I guess I would go for you with <laughs> Again, based on like who I imagine you would you would be in this in this situation, you would be Dr. Avery's. Oh, really? Yes. Because like you would not come anywhere near this thing. <laughs> like you would do all the research to understand it, but when the moment came that you were needed, <laughs> you'd be like, fuck this, this is a scary amount. <laughs> so so the one who you never see. Yes, the one who you never see. Okay. So he is like, I know he's not actually like scared and not showing up, but right. I just feel like he would be like, yeah, I'm out of the country. <laughs> so I have the exact same choice and explanation for you. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah. That's funny. I mean, it would have been my pick either way, but I, I suspected maybe that there would be a like a halfway decent chance that you would say for me, Dr. Fredericks. Which I thought about it. More like, yeah, like the two colleagues. Um, you don't wear cool blazers, though. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Avery's parentheses unseen demonologist in purple font to distinguish it from the rest of the notes. <clears throat> in purple font. Darren, how many chainsaws? It's out of 10, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't out of five. Uh, I give it a whopping three. I think that might tie your lowest. Once upon a time, I started recording them. Oh. On like a chart. <laughs> um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i think because what you you really didn't like hellraiser oh yeah that was really underwhelming let me i think i gave that one like a here we go four or five i don't remember oh you give hellraiser a two. Oh, oh that's right yeah i really didn't like that movie i think this is the first time we've picked the same the same character for each other oh i thought you're gonna say the same 
number of chainsaws. Oh no no no! I said I said this is it's like a BB plus. I gave it an eight point five. Yeah. Which I can't remember what I gave. I for some reason my special sheet doesn't have uh, what I gave Critters two and Friday the Thirteenth Part seven, but eight point five is oh no! I give a nine to Candyman. So it's like almost the highest rating I've ever given. Good lord. Critter who says fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's still me. <laughs> Why an 8.5? Pro- I don't know if there's anything new I can say. I, I think I think it's very memorable. I think it goes it goes down pretty easy like i could see myself like putting this on a bunch of a bunch in the future and i've and this is almost moot because of how far away i am from actually executing this but uh, at least fleetingly i've thought in the last few months like what are legitimate uh like horror movies you could sanely show a kid Mm, yeah to some extent I don't know. I, I think this one is these are these are the types of movie this one doesn't fit that description so much but if, if a movie is going to scare the hell out of me it's, it's, a, it's a type of movie like this because I still say yeah. that the Blair Witch Project is the scariest movie I've ever seen mm-hmm. um, you know this doesn't even come close to that but I still think there are some really smart memorable things about it despite it getting in its way sometimes and i think it's just, it's just very like um i don't know i think it's kind of a I, just because i can't think of a better room I mean, it's sort of like eternal right i don't think there's anything that would you know going backwards or forwards 50 years anything that would keep someone from not being like affected by the idea of like scary creaky yeah low humming shit happening in their house in the middle of the night well i think that's kind of why i am rating it so low is because i wanted it to be more like the blair witch project yeah that's fair Makes sense. and it just didn't have that it was more predictable in a sense because of its repetition in the way it was structured because of the the repetition and like when scary shit was going to happen like you just kind of knew whereas with the Blair Witch Project it's less so and more authentic in a sense I don't know I think the what sold me or like pushed me over the edge was the attic scene yeah and the ending the ending I rewrote in my head (laughs) (laughs) the ending you rewrote in your head Uh, so this is awesome. We haven't seen, neither of us have seen, well, we've covered it. We haven't seen any of the future ones. So it'll be mm. cool. That'll be cool to um, to see those uh, fresh going forward. I remember reading the, I think it's it's like a whole new setting for the next one. Okay. And then, like I said, the third one is a prequel of sorts. I think like over time, there be there, there's a lot of connective tissue between them but i mean for two people who've only seen the first one i think the second one is just the same general idea 
with uh new characters and such i think by like the this is where i mean i'm committed to see this thing through to the end but i i, I think once we get into like it's through like cell phone cameras or like web cameras, oh. like unfriended type territory. It might yeah. be a little trying. What's great is that like, I think at most, like the longest one is, is like a hundred minutes. Oh, well, yeah, they are really like, short. Yeah. Well, I mean, which is, which, which is most horror movies and typically the best horror movies is like bring these things in under 89 minutes. Yeah. Oh, Paranormal 2 has a baby and a dog. Oh, that's right. I always confuse that with, because with, with 3, it goes back to when she was a kid. I always confuse, I always think that 3 is the one with the baby. But yeah, there's the one, the one thing I do know about 2 is, because I, I remember trailers and like promotional material with being in the nursery. So we'll see how that one goes down. I don't, I, I don't think it'll. I mean, we all know <laughs> if an animal is injured, my rating goes down. Oh, yeah. We got to so talk we'll about see. Carrie, too. Yes. I feel like there's something. It's. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> we got to talk happened? about Inferno. I have so many content warnings to give you on Monday. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's like stranger than fiction at this point. How many things? we have watched or will watch that have violence against animals in them <laughs> not to make light of it but it is i can't help but be startled by the mere and sheer repetition of it right but uh i got some things to share with you hmm. <laughs> class is in session <laughs> for 30 minutes during third lunch. <laughs> All right, slay it again, Taryn. 